Слово ты знаешь еще за школой. Capital. А Лондон из за Capital of Great Britain. Capital. Эксклюзивное радио на английском языке в Москве. Guys, I love you. 
на частоте 105.3. На сайте capitalfm.moscow. В умных колонках. Алиса, включи радио Capital FM. Хорошо. Радио Capital FM. А также прямая трансляция из открытой студии в Москва-Сити на нашей странице ВКонтакте. Слушай, как хочешь. Слушай, где хочешь. Слушай. Capital FM Moscow. Welcome one and all to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm your co-host, Alan Moore. And folks, it's going to be an absolutely a, a, a very, very good show. Got the handy Andy's one of us in the studio with me and the other one is uh, on the telephone. And we have Peter P. They're all going to open up uh, for us in the first segment. We're going to speak about the English uh, Premier League because uh, match is just finishing up there today. We'll come on to that in just a moment. Also, we're going to speak about football transfers. Quite a few of them have gone through uh, this week, especially in Russia. And we will speak with the NFL as well. Okay, so that's in the first one. In the second segment, we have a world exclusive we uh, look tune in for it okay it is well worth uh, listening to this is about uh, let's just say something that uh, relates to russia in a very very big way so just be ready for it okay uh, i'm not going to give it away just yet you will enjoy it and of course in part three we have the big fat filthy quiz now before we go anywhere else because we have a russia national team jersey to give away Hashtag Capital Sports 2 plus 795 And you better be ready to join us in the quiz at the end of the show to have a chance to win it. Okay, so I'm going to quickly have a look at results uh, in the English Premier League. Of course, Chelsea have slaughtered Tottenham 2-0. Uh, Leicester, they got away with a 1-1 draw against Brighton. Liverpool absolutely smashed the Crystal Palace 3-1. And Arsenal, well... Arsenal, instead of 1-0, it was 0-0 with Burnley. I think Double L will be happy with that one. Uh, OK, uh, now looking, of course, at the African Cup of Nations, there have been uh, games there today. We'll have a look at them as, uh, as, as we go along because, of course, Burkina Faso, they beat Gabon uh, on penalty 7-6. It was 1-1 after uh, extra time. So they won Gabon with 10 men for, I think, the last part of the game. There's a game going on right now, just kicked off. It is between Nigeria and Tunisia. It is 0-0 as I speak to you right now. OK, uh, also, of course, in... In the NFL in North America, there are huge games up for decision tonight. The Buccaneers, Peter P will speak with them in just a moment. Now he kind of likes them. They are at home against the LA Rams. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. And of course, the Chiefs are home against the resurgent and rampaging Buffaloes. Well, the Bills from Buffalo, I got that really mixed up. Okay. Uh, yesterday, of course, there were already some games in the NFL. Uh, there were some last-minute heart-stopping moments for the Cincinnati Bengals. They won on a last-minute field goal. They won, uh, it was, God, what was the score? Well, they won by a field goal in the end. And, of course, in the San Fran 49ers, they beat the, uh, well, Cowboys. So that's kind of good for them. And in the Australian Open, not good news for most of the Russian players. Of course, in the women's game, uh, the last two Russians in the third round went out, Pavlichenkov and Kudimertova. Um By the way, an interesting one that... Oh, no, I'm going to leave the fact for when the boys are already on. And, of course, Daniel Medvedev, he is playing Cressy, uh, who is the 70th ranked player in the world. Uh, Medvedev, of course, he's the second top player in the world in second seed for a chance to go into the quarterfinals. So... All good for Russia in the men's front, women's front, not very good. In the doubles, uh, Svonirova, uh, is she's in do quite well in the women's doubles, and Potapa as well. Uh, they are both playing for a chance to go into the quarterfinals in the women's doubles. Okay, what else have we got to say? Well, okay, I'm going to go straight away to Andy Mack, who's here with me in the studio. Andy, welcome back in. 
How does it feel to be in a metaverse handy Andy sandwich? Oh, there you go. And you're ready to be masked up as well, so <laughs> gagged up more like it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Andy, those games today, before we come into Andrew Flint, that, I mean, it was not, not great football on show, was there? Um, rubbish, basically. Um, greatest league in the world? It, the greatest league in the world. Um, greatest league something in the world? I think Spurs were a bit unlucky. VAR, really harsh decision. The referee, obviously not utilising VAR properly, gave the foul after Harry Kane had scored. Um, there was a hand on the back, but let's say Thiago Silva um, sambered it yeah. um, all the way down to the ground. And I think it would have stood if he hadn't given the free kick. Um, second half, Spurs capitulated. Leicester, brilliant first half, couldn't score, grabbed a goal, and then Brighton should have won it. Uh, bad week for them after losing two know, late, late goals against yeah. Tottenham as well. Uh, Liverpool were a class above against Crystal Palace, who had a couple of chances, but not and not a penalty. Really, and, and again, not a, not. It a was penalty. clearly not a penalty. You should have yeah. been free against them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yotta's just literally. Yeah, um, Yotta, I was going to say Diego. Yeah. Wait, wait. Sort of put all of his weight onto the keeper as he's realised he's not really going to get to it. Um, yeah, silly. Uh, Arsenal had loads of chances, couldn't score. Burnley weathered the storm after a sort of twenty-five minute onslaught, uh, but Arsenal. 77% possession, five shots on goal, I think. Not good enough. I know, it's a very, very Spanish way of doing things. Um, Andrew Flynn, straight to you uh, out in snowy two men, or maybe sunny two men, who knows. Um, Man United yesterday getting away with it against West Ham. Uh, literally, you know, an injury time free kick goal. Uh, I mean, they're so up and down at the moment, and the media seem to be going along with it as well, but it doesn't seem a happy club or a very healthy club, does it? Uh, well, no, not really. Um, I mean, that was a very important game. Uh, where, Christ, it sounds embarrassing to say that, but to beat West Ham, um, who are our basically most important rivals this season, obviously United are going nowhere near the top three, but getting into the top four Champions League was was vital. And yet again, though, um, I have to say the most consistent performer is Edinson Cavani. When he comes on and is given a proper role, he, he, he just has more more quality of decision making um, and he puts he puts himself around a bit and setting up Rashford for the goal was um, was vital uh, it, it shouldn't be left that late to beat West Ham but the, the truth is that that was an absolutely crucial result yeah, I mean, like West Ham, being, you know, they were, as last week we said, you know, they were, even though that they had, you know, started to wobble a little bit. This is typical West Ham, early New Year, they'll always be in the top few. This is from the 70s, 80s, all, like, for my whole life supporting them. They'll always be in the same thing. They'll always be in the top, you know, five, six teams in the table. And then suddenly, you know, comes a new year, whatever, they, they, they don't strengthen up and all of a sudden they, they drop back down. Of course, now, top of the table, Man City, they are nine points ahead of Liverpool. Of course, they were 12 points ahead going into today's uh, round of fixtures. Uh, Liverpool, of course, in second, as I mentioned, they're on 48 points. One point behind are Chelsea United then. Well, they're nine points further back. So basically, they're 19 points away from the top spot. West Ham dropped into fifth, Arsenal sixth, and Spurs up into seventh. Um... Andy Mack, can, for example, I mean, like City now, I, I will call it, City have won the title. So they've won the title. They've won it. But who is going to, you know, get second spot? Because neither team, for me, they're both good teams, but they're both kind of vulnerable as well. Um, I'm going to throw a spanner in that. I, I was quite perturbed by Pep Guardiola's uh, description of that being Man City's best performance of the season. Uh, in a very drab 1-1 draw with Southampton. 
where they had about 67% possession and five shots. Um, I think there was something... I think it was a distraction tactic, but I think he was so livid with what he saw, I just wonder whether that might derail Man City going back into Europe in the next couple of weeks. Um, and by that point, Liverpool might have um, Mane and um, Salah back and fit. If they win their game in hand, six points, is that is that league over? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Think, I, think, I think they're going to stretch your legs. Andrew Flint, do you think it's... It, it's uh, am, am I completely wrong? Do you agree with Andy Mack that it is not league over? Well, I definitely think uh, I definitely think Andrew's got a point about uh, distraction tactics. And it's just classic Guardiola talking absolute nonsense most of the time, doesn't he? I mean, um, it clearly wasn't the best performance of the season. I still think they will win it um, simply because they just they just are the better side. They they have a bit more depth. Liverpool fans seem to win left, right, centre about not having enough attacking options. Um, well, they just win which, full which stop. Is I mean, sorry, they're very well, reminiscent of Man United fans, but anyway. <laughs> okay, look, 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 we'll move on, move on, okay, move on. Um, very, very quickly on to this, of course, uh, we're looking at the, like, let's have a look at um, the, well, transfers, which are important for us. Uh, now, they've been basically, uh, let's just say, Vlahovic was meant, to, well, they were kind of, you know, Arsenal have now submitted a new bid from 70 million euros, so they're trying to get them on board. Uh Andrew Flint, would you be confident that Vlahovic will end up there or is he going to stay maybe in, in Italy? Uh, it's, it's a tough one to call because it, when, once it becomes such a circus, I just start doubting it's ever going to happen. Um, I mean, Vlahovic, I think, has not quite pick of clubs in Europe, but pick of the second-tier clubs, should we say. And I know it sounds a bit disparaging, but I don't think he would walk into Real Madrid, Barcelona, but I think he could do better than Arsenal. Um, I mean, what what is, what's the motivation for his next move? It's got to be his next, his, his big move. He's one of the the players at the moment, if you like. His scoring rate is, is, is exceptional. Um, but I don't, I, I don't see it happening. I just don't think it's going to happen because there's so much, so much hype around it. It just makes me think it's just too much. I, I don't see it happening, to be honest. I think Fiorentina did a very, very clever thing of sticking him in a nightclub without a mask on to get COVID this week. <laughs> um, I, I don't think he'll go. I, I think he is good enough to walk into Real Madrid. Um, I think, at the moment, Arsenal are too rubbish for him. Spurs don't have the money. City aren't interested. Uh, and Fiorentina won't sell to Juventus because they still haven't paid for Chiesa, who's now out for the rest of the season. Um, so I think he'll stay. Um, the interesting point for me is that he's turned down so many new offers at Fiorentina. He's on. He's only on about 28k a week. He's turned down 240 reportedly um, in order to try and push through a deal. And um, although it's not been confirmed, he didn't play today, but they reckon two Fiorentina players have COVID and he is thought to be one of them. So I don't think he'll be going anywhere now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, because it is too late in the day to do that. Uh just over a week left. Uh, next week, of course, we have the transfer exchange boys on because the window will be closing the very next day. Um, Andrew, very, very quickly, just uh, looking at um, transfers here in Russia. Okay, Serdar Moon going on a free uh, to Germany to much. You know that that's that to me was a surprise because of all the talk that he was going to England, England, England. I mean, he would do very, very well in England, but you know he he's not going there. Um, yeah. And all these certainties, you know, certainties, he's going to England, and then oh, Italy, oh no, this. So the usual nonsense that we hear about, you know, from 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 people trying to say where he's going. Um, a good move for him in Germany because I think he's very well set for the Bundesliga. 
Yes, I, I think it's about the right... I think it's the most ideal pitched um, level club for him because uh, I there's talk of Burnley making a bid and Newcastle making a bid, but they would be the sort of clubs I can just picture. They would assume because he's got exceptional aerial ability, a great scoring rate, that he can play up front on his own, and we know he can't. He needs a strike partner. Um, and he needs, he needs to have his... Uh, he needs to be facing goal. He's not a back-to-goal sort of striker. And I think the quality that Leverkusen have, I think it would be a very good move. Um, the interestingly reports coming out today that, uh, that Zanit did not give him permission to talk to the German club. The German club have announced it, but Zanit, I don't believe, have officially yet. Um, Zanit are trying to get some money out of it, move the transfer forward so they can do that before his contract runs out. It's all a bit messy, and it's not the first time we've seen that from Asmoon when he's forced to move to yeah. another club. So... Slightly yeah. messy departure, but he deserves it. Okay, uh, just a yes or no. Uh, Lisakovic moving away from Loco, good or bad? Uh, definitely good for him, and probably good for Rubin as Despotovic looks like he's off on his way too. So good move for him. Yeah, I think, and I think it's it's bad for Loco because I think he's a very very good. You know, he's a talented player. He's very, a very good. hard worker. They'll uh, miss him, I think. Okay, Andy. Before we go quickly to Peter P, uh, Andy, what uh, anything interesting in the, the the transfer front that caught your eye? Um, I quite like the looks of uh, look of Loco's um, signing from Monaco. Uh, I'll try and get his name right. Wilson Isidore. Yeah. Um, I think that was a bit of a bargain. Two point five million for not really being given a chance at Monaco because of the the, the quality of player that they've got up front with Ben Yedder, etc. Uh, but he scored sixteen goals in fourteen appearances the league, uh, in the national league. One one league down in France. So I, th- I think that's quite an interesting one. Class uh, Klasnach leaving on a free. Um, going to Marseille from Arsenal, bit of a strange one. Uh, one of my favourite strikers, Kamuma Babakar's moved to Denmark from uh, Sassuolo, going okay. to Copenhagen. Okay, all right. Interesting moves around Europe. Uh, Peter P, you're still there with us, still awake? I am, I am. Okay, very good. Good. You, you, you understood how to unmute on the call. Listen, with the... the yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm learning. You're getting better, getting better. Uh, with Joe Burrow throwing for 348 yards, uh, that's just a little bit less, of course, in metres, for Cincinnati in the 1916 win at Tennessee over the Titans for Cincinnati yesterday. And, of course, the San Fran in that gruel fest, putting poor old Aaron Rodgers out of his misery. Um, are you happy to see Aaron Rodgers lose? I don't know. Like he's 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 like one of those like you know like the underdog favorite uh, quarterbacks. And like and uh, again with Aaron Rodgers losing to well the Packers losing to the 49ers, uh, I believe it's like the fourth time they they were robbed by 49ers of a playoff spot. So Aaron Rodgers, of course, in the talks to leave right now. Last year, I, I believe I believe last year he was about to leave, but then he he opted for like a last dance kind of thing with the Packers again and of course they lost so everybody everybody thinks that he's going to leave and uh, he said himself that I don't know we're I'm going to talk to the guys around or the guys around being the Packers and see see what happens okay and okay that's fair enough um he's an interesting dude uh Tampa Bay at home against the Los Angeles oh. Rams so big Tom your uh, idol your hero yeah, your 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 role model oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> of course now now he, you could again we we like to rip a, a, a rip on Tom here but he is he is a legend of course a seven time super bowl winner and uh, sadly uh what many people are talking what many people believe 
uh, is he he's he's going to be out next season. He said he wants to take a break, uh, like a month or so, and uh, I don't know to see where he what he says. Uh, he wants a break to see where he physically is at right now. If he still can uh, opt for an eighth ring and uh, decide from there, but it's going to be uh, a devastating thing to see with Tom Brady leave. Yeah, I mean, it leaves again. I mean, well, then again, I mean, if I was him, like you see who he has to go home to. I mean, I would be like, I, I if he's you're that rich, why bother risking your body? <laughs> you know, I'm serious. <laughs> All right, listen, guys. Wait, you see, you see that? Wait, did you see that video of him? When he when he won uh, last year, and everybody was like uh, mad about him when he was like on his uh, yacht. Oh and yeah, he, he like threw yeah he threw the Super Bowl to Gronk, and everybody was like, yeah, "That's a, that's like a relic. You can't do that." And he, he didn't care at all. <laughs> no, he is the he is the goat. Okay, listen, Peter P and Andrew Flitter, you'll be back with us in the quiz. So thank you very much, uh, Andy Mack will stay here with the studio. Remember, folks, a world exclusive coming up next. So we're going to go out with Icona Pop, and I love it. Back after this with a world exclusive. Sports with Alan Moore. Join us on a journey 
From the beach to the dance floor, Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. To grow your sales, brand awareness, and grab your target audience, you need a great brand ambassador. Match Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport, which shine around the world for your business. And with that, we are in segment two. And folks, this is a a very, very big interview and a very interesting one. Um, I'm going to start off with this, okay, because this was said about the father of the uh, gentleman that we're going to speak with next, okay? That he will always be our spiritual president and he will certainly be my spiritual president. Uh, those words were spoken by a man we're going to discuss a little bit uh, later on in this segment. But I'm delighted to wake, uh, welcome on, of course, Isil Cody's there was on the line as well. And uh, Papa Masata Diak, uh, all the way from Senegal, uh, you're very welcome on to Capital Sports. Uh, thank you very much, Alan, for inviting me. And I say hello to all the Capital Sports uh, listeners and viewers. And I also uh, say Dobrovece, uh, oh. since you're in Moscow, <laughs> a country that I know very well. So, and Spasiba for inviting oh, me. Listen, pleasure. Um, I'm delighted. And I know, I know that you, it's not that you have a, a you know, a, a sort of a fondness for Russia, but also that you also see, like, you know, Russia, like the good side of Russia, as well as. Talking about the bad side, you also have seen the good side, which is uh, unusual for a lot of people to do. But um, now, Papa, I, you know, I'm going to start off and first of all, you say that, you know, last year, of course, we were in contact um, and you were due to join us. And unfortunately, your uh, dad, uh, Lamine, uh, passed away. Uh, sadly, you know, he, he we obviously had a good age, but at the same time, it does make a difference. A death is a death is a death. Uh, how are you holding up after it? No, we uh, really accepted uh, really the decisions of God. We are good believers in Senegal. And, uh, you know, we come in this world for a mission. And I think uh, he has accomplished his mission, the world. And uh, he has returned back to the almighty God uh, that he is the creator. For us, uh, it was a big loss because, uh, unfortunately, we did not see him for five years and seven months and nine days. He's been away from the country. Captain France has a hostage by the French justice. And uh, so that was the sad part of it, uh, that we only saw, saw him for the last six months of his life. But we had the pleasure to have his grandsons, uh, his wife, and uh, uh, all his children around him until uh, his death. So, okay, that's, uh, that's, that is a positive out of that, that he had his loved ones around him when, when he passed. Um, I mean, he's left a huge legacy, and this is a man who was a long jump champion. He held, you know, he was a champion of France. He held the West African record as well for the long jump. So he was an, an athlete to begin with. And then, as many athletes do, they transition into administration of their sport or other sports. Whether, you know, if it's an athlete in track and field, they go into track and field. If it's a footballer, they go into football. Um, he, he, he came in after... Uh, Primo Nebbiolo, a man from Italy who really pushed athletics onto the global world level that basically people sat down during the week to watch athletics events. And then your dad pushed it even more global. Um, 
Do you think that maybe he, he tried too hard? No, I think uh, Lamin joined uh, the IWF uh, in 1976 as a vice president. And he was very well voted at that time at the Congress of the IWF. But Lamin has been part of all this development of the IWF. Lamin has been part of the struggle to get apartheid out of sports, uh, with South Africa being excluded, but also being reintegrated. Lamin has been, in 1978, part of bringing China back into world sports. Because, as you know, China was excluded from world sports. Uh, he was out of the IOC, out of the IWF and FIFA. But Lamin fought for China to be back uh, and Taiwan to be excluded. He was also very instrumental in the start of the IWF development program with uh, Adrian Pullen in 1977, with the first IWF World Cup uh, that took place uh, in Germany. Lamin also played a key role in starting the World Championship in 1983, outside of the Olympics. Uh, I think uh, he played an important role uh, with the Africa votes to get that passed, because many people were very conservative, wanted to have the World Championship within the Olympic Games every four years. Uh, Lamin also played an important role into uh, the opening of the high training performance center all around the world that led to the explosion of athletes like uh, uh, Usain Bolt, uh, Amin Bakicham, uh, and so many other athletes that now uh, became world champion or Olympic gold medalists because of the possibility of training in their own hometown. Lamin played an important role in moving the headquarters from uh, London to Monaco. Maybe that's maybe a way of making himself a lot of enemies. Well, he pushed for the sports to be universal, uh, like football is universal, but athletics is the fundamental force. Uh, Before you can be a good footballer, you have to be able to run, jump, Uh, you are maybe not throwing, but kicking the ball. But at least you have to be a good athlete. And Lamin makes sure that athletics was seen as the number one Olympic sports, has his uh, right status. Now, Dad, I mean, you were right, and that's why I wanted to, to bring out the good that he did. And there's no two ways about it. You know, there's a lot of good that the, that, that your dad did. Um, and people around him did, and even Primo Nebbiolo before him did as well. So they, they were kind of gradually growing the sport of athletics, making it interesting again. Um, I'm going to ask you this straight up. Um, mm-hmm. Now, he was, of course, suspended and then in trouble for, for corruption. And, you know, as he said, with in relations to the ISL, which, of course, is part of Adidas or was part of or related to Adidas, um, that he received payments back you know, now 30 years ago, uh, that he said that he made a mistake and put himself into a conflict of interest situation. Um, was your dad, when he got into that position of power, when he had actually was trying to move things along, did it corrupt him, or was just corruption all around? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, let me t- go back to the background of the ISL case. Uh, as you know, in 1993, his house was burned down after the presidential election in Senegal. And uh, everybody, Juan Antonio Samaranch, uh, uh, the chairman of ISL at that time was called Jean-Marie Weber. So many friends came and uh, gave some, make some donations for him to buy a new house because the insurance never paid out because it was a force major case. Uh, it was during uh, political elections. So uh, the insurance uh, uh, policy refused to take that in charge and say, I mean, you have to find your own source of income to buy a new house. And that's why 
he got that uh, uh, assistance I could call. At that time, ISL was already in contract with the with the IWF since back in 1984 in Los Angeles uh, during the Olympic Games. So you cannot tell somebody being in, uh, in position of conflict of interest while he's not a decision maker because Lamin, uh, as you know, during the Nebula term has limited power. Nebula was not sharing his power. With of anybody. course. No, no, no. I mean, no. This, so, I mean, again, I mean, it was a different situation. No, no, I just wanted to, to bring you the background first, to tell I, you that uh, even the, the IOC cleared him from that uh, payment made by ISL. Second, uh, when he took power, he, he, he first of all made sure that he doesn't live like Nebula. I mean, he has a low-profile presidency. He had a collegial decision. Uh, he had all the vice presidents uh, uh, endowed with uh, responsibility. He had a small, low-profile office that was costing less than $400,000 in Dakar, uh, while Nebula had an office in Rome that was costing over $2 million to the IWF. So corruption was not uh, definitely something which can track on Lamin. Okay. Second, yep. he brought into the IWF over $985 million of contracts. He left, has a financial reserve, $74 million, uh, which is over one year of operation for the IWF, uh, which is right now... <laughs> totally depleted to less than 20 or 25 million dollars left in the corpus of the IWF with, with Sebastian Co presidency. So you cannot tell him to be uh, corrupted. And no. um, there is no proof, no proof of corruption to Lenin yet up to now. Uh, I'm, what I'm talking to you. Okay. No, no, that, that's fair enough. I asked a question. Okay, I asked a question. I wanted your response to it. Uh, Isolt, Isolt Cody, our legal eagle, she, she's there. Now, Isolt, I know you had some questions related to the, the kind of the ongoing case at the moment in Paris. Um, you, you had just a question related to, you know, the way deals have been done with other people. Yeah, so I suppose the question I would have is, has there been a stage, I know you were interviewed, I think, in Senegal, but you obviously haven't travelled to France to deal with investigators, but has there been a stage where, given what you've said about what your dad knew about the internal runnings and what corruption was around him and around you and what you saw, has there been a stage when investigators have said to you, tell us what you know and we'll look at either having charges not be pursued or look at a way of you cooperating with them to help clean up corruption across the IAF, or now World Athletics? First of all, there is no, no investigation. Uh, WADA Independent Commission never investigated properly. They never investigated me, n- neither my dad, neither Dr. Gabriel Dole, neither Habib Sisse, neither Valentin Balanchev. Uh, the only uh, cases was brought in by Richard William Pound based on allegations made by a Russian coach and two Russian administrators. The first was a Russian coach called Oleg Popov, mm-hmm. who used to work with all Russia Athletic Federation from 2008 and 2012, who was kicked out. And uh, I discovered that he went to the British press, uh, not only the Daily Mail, to claim that Rutschenkov and uh, Malaskov and Melnikov control doping in Russia. I think he's out of frustration. Second, two administrators, Yuri Nagornik, the Vice Minister of Sports of Russia, and Natalia Zelanova, who is a member of WADA uh, Finance Committee. They, the two say, oh, we heard that uh, the Russian Federation is paying to some athletics official, and also including the son of the president and his lawyer. 
those allegations started the whole case. Let to show you that uh, there is no, just few allegations up to now. Everything that Popov mm-hmm. said was untrue, except in the case of Rotsenkov, who flew to the United States. When it comes to uh, Mr. Nagorny and Mrs. Zelanova, they were kicked out of the Russian post ministry by President Putin, uh, obviously, because they lied. Valentin Baranishev was confronted on October 21st, 2015, by uh, 2014, by the Wada uh, Ross Wenzel and Olivier Nigli at the French airport, and he denied any allegation. I don't think we need to do any any corruption. I personally But, discover Valentin uh, with Valentin a sponsorship from VTB, a Russian bank, back in 2007. So they try to claim that. We did this deal because of the doping cases. No, VTB was signed in February 2007. At well before, time, well before this even came out, and before the, the uh, London Olympics and before the uh, World Championships. Just before everything. So okay. My my, my role in the IWF okay. was to be a consultant into breaking into the emerging market: Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Korea, South Africa, the Caribbean. In the Gulf country, that was my role. So basically, I did, I, I did it perfectly. No, but uh, Isa, because we're, we're almost out of time, Isa. But you have another, you have okay. a, another quick question. A very, yeah, you just meant uh, at the start. You mentioned obviously the time you were away from your dad, and you have strongly hinted online at knowing information in the background about people in charge. Why would you continue to not put that into the public domain, given that these people? Have not really suffered any consequences, and you missed out on five years with your dad as a result of the prosecution taken. I will reveal you that my father was prohibiting me uh, to talk to the press. He knew I can defend myself, but he said to me, uh, "All I need to do is to do some written report, send it to the lawyers. The lawyer will defend it with the judge." But uh, right now, it's so clear that France, the French justice, first of all. Had nothing to do with this case. My contract with a Russian bank based in Moscow, me being a Senegalese company based in Senegal, has nothing to do with France. France has nothing to do in this case. That's the first statement I can make. I'm not a French citizen. I've never worked as an employee of the IWF. I don't have a French residency, neither a Monegasque residency. I don't have a French bank account. Why should I go to France? I did. I refused uh, very clearly because. We discover why Lamingat was brought into France. It was by the French Olympic Committee. Mr. Denis Masegilla. He invited him in order to be stopped and arrested at the French uh, Paris Hotel Airport. That was a plot, just for France, maybe to have to do some favor to Richard Pound and Craig Reddy. So Craig Reddy was president of WADA, who was campaigning op- uh, openly for Sebastian Coe. Why should I go to cooperate with the French justice? No, uh, uh, my contract with Monaco, with the uh, IWF, is uh, totally, totally, totally oh, under the laws of the principle. But more, but wait, uh, Holland. Now we're 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 almost out, so we can say that for next week, Papa. Um, yeah. I, I look, what what you just said. I mean, it, it's very very strong. And I know that it's backed up by documents as well. Uh, we've discussed this. So this is, for me, this is nothing new. Papa's been very, very direct and open with me. Um, Papa, before we go, we do have to go. I know you'll be back on with us next week. We're going to continue to talk. But 
Um, just a straight question. Was your dad removed uh, f- to make way for Sebastian Coe? Uh, my dad chose Sebastian Coe and Sergei Bubka in 2007 to replace Abner Lundqvist and uh, Helmut Diegel of Germany because he knew that the uh, next president leadership needed to be in the younger generation. And everybody accepted that. Sepco had uh, uh, chances to do it because he was uh, leading London 2012 Olympic Games organization. Sergei Bukka also uh, has been a member of the executive board of the IOC and uh, also an Olympic uh, movement figure. But it was an open contest. My father never favored anybody. But it is obvious that from 2010, Sebastian Co started using the British media, like the independent uh, Neil Wilson, to say the IWF will be going under insolvency when Lemming Jack moves. That was the first article. Then in 2013, you have this Daily Mail article. Then in 2014, Guardian article, Le Monde. So he was chairman of the press commission, <laughs> working with the communication director called Nick Davis and Chris Turner, using that as a political platform. And I'm sure he was helped by Sir Craig Reddy, who was president of WADA. We knew about the Russian doping situations way above <laughs> ahead of the Olympic Games. He knew in 2010, he was member of the FIFA, of the WADA executive board. He knew that Russia had a doping problem. So they uh, asked Mr. Mike Lee of Velo Communication, he's late now, to run a presidential campaign surrounding uh, Russia and the doping cases in order to neutralize Lamine so he cannot favor Bubka. Okay. It is so obvious now. I can say it. I can prove it. And if this guy did an investigation, came to me uh, when Pound was doing the investigation with Gunter Younger and Richard McLaren, I would have given them documents. I would have given them facts, date, and proof that it was a setup done by Craig Reddy, Francois Carrard, the lawyer of Paige in Lausanne, who came to ask to my father to resign as early as December 9, 2014. He came to him and said, Lamin, you better resign like the world. That shows you that it was a pure setup. I can prove it to anybody. I can show them that it was a pure setup. Maybe France had to uh, uh, get the Olympic Games to 2024. Maybe that was <laughs> what Koch sold them and said to them, if you help me, I can help you. Uh, I can bring you Mike Lee. He will help you to get the Olympic Games. I can uh, make sure the Anglo-Saxon group was in the uh, IOC movement help you to get the Olympic because you have no chance against Los Angeles. Okay. This is the situation. Papa. I can, I can, I'm accusing them to do just a plot to destroy Lamin Jack leadership. Lamin has had 16 years of presidency, four mandates. Nobody ever questioned his integrity. I know. It's, he... he, he uh, managed IWF safely, wisely. He left $75 million in the coffer of IWF and he left them a contract with Densu until 2029, where IWF can get every year $22 million. When he took the presidency, the contract was $9 million during Nebula time. Lamin took it to 22. When Lamin took over the IWF, the IOC TV revenue share was close to $8 million. When Lamin left, he left it to $40 million. You're telling me that this guy is corrupted. Let's be serious. Okay. I think Papa. It, it was just a <laughs> attempt of destroying his legacy and his leadership. Papa, on that note, okay, thank you very, very much. I know you'll be back on with us next week. We'll continue on, especially uh, 
what you've just we've what you, we're going to finish what you've just started right now. So thank you very very much, and look forward to speaking with you next week. Eastwood Cody, thank you very much as well. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Is that you? Thank you. Okay, folks, we're going to go out uh, now to the break. Of course, uh, that segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russian sport. Find your ideal brand ambassador on match-business.com. We're going to go out with, uh, I think it's an appropriate song. It's Avid C and the night. The lyrics mean a heck of a lot. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Once upon a younger year, when all our shadows disappeared, the animals inside came out to play. When face to face with all our fears, learned our lessons through the tears, made memories we knew would never fade. One day my father, he told me, son, don't let it slip away. He took me in his arms, I heard him say, when you get older, you wild heart will live for younger days, thinking if ever you're he said one day
with Alan Moore. Okay, folks, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that. We're just discussing uh, the the last call in the studio, and it was it was uh, it was interesting what what he uh, had to say. Um, yeah, very very passionate about his dad, and and rightly so. Almost two decades in charge of athletics' biggest uh, administrative body, um, and quite a lot to take in from him as well. Um, be interesting to see whether he um, will ever come forward with those documents. This is it, you know, because, I mean, there's an awful lot to lose uh, as much as to gain. Yeah, definitely now. Yeah. <laughs> well, sad, like the figures that they were mentioned as well were pretty special. Like pretty, pretty, pretty special. So, okay. And it was there any updates in the, in the African Cup of Nations games just uh, while we're on that topic? Uh, just gone half-time. It's Nigeria nil, Tunisia nil. It doesn't look like there's been too many chances, but Iniacho is now banned for the next game after a yellow card. That's about it. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Okay. So, I just want to quick before we go, um, hopefully I'll try to get him back on the line because I just had him just a moment ago. Um, and, oh, by the way, um, the American football games are kicking off at 11 o'clock tonight, isn't it? The first one, or is it 12.30? Let me just... Because I'm trying to figure, I was trying to figure it out. So, uh, by the way, we have our quiz contestants all on, and we have one of our our quiz winner. Well, he's going to hopefully win. Uh, am I right in saying your name is uh, Sander or Sanjar? Uh, sorry, oh. Sanjar, correct? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, very good. I wasn't sure if I uh-huh. if I got your name correct. Okay, so you're there. No, uh, no problem. Okay, so you are going to join in. Yes. 12 minutes to kick off. 12 minutes to kick off. There you go. So we'll get off to air very quick. Okay. So we have um, an interesting uh, series of questions. So, Sanjay, you're going to go number three. Okay. So you're a third in our in our quiz. Uh, Andy Mack, I'm going to ask you to go first, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Um, do okay. I have, do, do I have a choice? Uh, no, you don't know. Okay. Uh, double N is <laughs> going second. Uh, Peter P is going fourth. Peter P, you're still there? Peter P? Has Peter, Peter P, are you there? No, I don't think Peter P is there. <laughs> Peter. He heard the kickoff time and left. <laughs> That's it. Is. Now, hopefully he'll, he'll get there. So Peter will be going uh, fourth. Uh, Esau Cody, you are going number five. And Andrew Flint, you are coming last. Okay? Yeah, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, uh, so uh, the first round of questions, of course, are these sounds. And this is going to be an interesting one this week because I decided to challenge us all just a wee bit, okay, rather than just having it sort of boring like we have had the last few weeks, either like, uh, you know, oh, interviews or so on. Rangers so, songs, you mean, yeah. Rangers songs as well, yeah. Well, that's special for you. And I just wanted to make sure that you, uh, you know, knew your stuff, <laughs> knew your Scottish football, not just. Uh, this one uh, are, well, let's just say, you know, in ice hockey when there's a goal, so, basically, these are goal sounds, okay? So, uh, Andy Mike, you're going first. So, your first one, okay, is called the goal horn. There you go. Uh, so, your first one, <laughs> you have to tell me the country, okay, the country. Uh, you have to guess the country, so it's NHL, okay, it's NHL. So, it's, so okay. it'll narrow it down for you. So, the country uh, and then the team, all right? So, here we go. So, hopefully now you'll, you'll hear this. Okay, country and team. Hope they didn't <laughs> burn people's ears. Uh, wait, so, so this is a country and a club team within the country? It's NHL. So you, there's two countries where the NHL is played. So I'm giving you a chance to narrow down. <laughs> so oh. you tell me the country. So which country? There's only uh, two countries. America. No, it's Canada. Oh, <laughs> it's Canada, right? Um, <laughs> <So>. Calgary. <laughs> Calgary. 
Cal- Cal- Calgary. No, Sorry, it's, Calgary. it's Toronto. It's Toronto. There you ah, go. So no for you. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Alex double N. This one is for you. Yeah. Alex, we should. Double N. This one is uh, for you. So are you ready? Double yep, N. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, so country and team. Um, let's say let's go for United States. Well done, five points. Okay, team. Right, uh, team. Uh, let's say um, uh, New York Rangers. Oh yes, you got it right. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. New York Rangers. <laughs> Sweet Jesus! That's oh my God. <laughs> okay, Sanjay, this one is now for you. All right, so here we go. You ready? Hello, Sanjay. You're there? I think Sanjay's actually gone off the line. I think he has. He's, he's just fled. Sanjay, he might have just dropped out for a moment. We'll try to get him back. Right. Couldn't bear the thought of listening to another <laughs> yeah, one of those horns. Peter P, this is for you. Ready? I am. Okay, Chris Geiser just mentioned that that was Rangers. You're dead right. He's listening to the whole thing. So here we go. Peter P, here we go. This is for you. Okay, so the country and the team. I like it. I love um, it. I want some more of it. Okay. Wait, so what, is, it, is it all hockey related? I'm yes, sorry. it's all NHL. Sweet Jesus. Oh, Don't, let's not go through this again tonight, please. <laughs> right, quickly, quickly. Country. All right. Uh, US of A. Well done, US of A. The team? I'm going to go with, let's go with the Islanders. New York Islanders. No, it's actually the Nashville Predators. Because I had country music like it. I like it. I love it. I want some more. Okay, anyway. I was. I, I thought so you I couldn't hear that. anything over the sound of the horn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect me to, what do you expect me to say? All right, here we go. All right, so, uh, Isla, this one is for you, all right? So, here we go. So, uh, I think you'll... Here we go. Ready? Isla, here we go. Yeah. Okay, country. I'm going to go with Canada. Well done, because, Can- Canada, oh, correct. I was going because it's been in sequence. Um, I think, were they saying I'm on fire? In which case, I'm going to go with the only, I, I know two teams in Canada. One of them is Calgary, and I think they're, they're fire or Calgary. What's, what's the other team? Fire related. What's the other team? But the other team I know that are there. Yeah. Montreal Canadiens. Oh, well, then you're right saying Calgary is Calgary Flames. You are correct. Well done. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) All right. And now, finally, (laughs) Andrew Flint, here you go. Uh, I think you should get this one. This is an easy one. A really, really easy one, okay? Every time you say that, it's impossible. (laughs) I tell you, this is easy. This is easy. Here we go. Okay. It's the same as some of those ones, but anyway. Uh, I was going to say that was the same as what I no, had. No, it's a different I thought that was just the Rangers song. No, it's no zombies, not the Rangers. It's zombie <laughs> the Rangers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quick, Andrew. Just quick, arrested, Andrew, then. quick. Let me know. All right. Uh, well, US, I'll go with. Very good. Five points. And I'm going to go with Capitals. Jesus Christ. Well done. Washington Capitals. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
Whoa, flying, right. Folks, we don't have time, so we want to go straight through to the African Cup of Nations. We don't have to miss some word rounds, so this is the uh, odd one out. So, uh, starting off, Andy Mack, this is one is for you. Five, seven, nine. Five, seven, or nine? Uh, that's the count into Alan's loud horn. <laughs> no. Go on, which one? Five, seven, or nine? Which is the other one out? Uh, six. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, I'm going to go Nine. <laughs> Nine, it's actually seven. Ah. Okay, they are the number of titles that Egypt has won. There you go. So uh, no points for that, even though it's a very funny answer. Okay, uh, next one, uh, double M. Senegal, Syria, Sudan. Uh, I'll go with Sudan. Oh, you should have gone with Senegal. They're the only nation not to have won. The only nation oh. not to have won. Unlucky, so you finished on 10 points. Um, of course, Syria played alongside Egypt uh, as the United Arab Republic. There you go, and they won it and went to the final as well one more once. Uh, Peter P, this is for you. Senegal, Mali, Ethiopia. I'm going to go with uh, Ethiopia. Oh, you should go with Mali because they're the ones who have made the final four the most times but never won it. Okay, you end up with five points. Not too bad. Uh, Isil Cody, this one's for you. Now, this could, you could mm-hmm. win it if you get this one. All right. You're, you're, it's between you and Andrew Flint. So, here we go. Nigeria, Egypt, or Ghana? Nigeria, I'm going to, Egypt, or Ghana? I'm going to go with Nigeria. You should go with Ghana. We're going with Ghana because no, I'm, Niger- going with, I'm going with Nigeria, so we're going to go with that's what we're going with here, Alan. <laughs> well, unfortunately, what I have here is that Ghana have only appeared in the last four, uh, last four 14 times where your two have both been but 15 times. E and G come after each other in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so- start alphabetic now. Hold on. All right. Um, right now, right now, uh, it's, a, it's a big, big tie for everybody. So, Andrew Flint, you get this right if you get this, you'll win it. Gambia, Mauritania, Comoros. Gambia, Mauritania, Comoros. Comoros. No. It's Mauritania. They're the only no. ones. The other two are the first time in the African Cup of Nations. So we have a three-way tie. Okay, a three-way tie. So I'm going to ask you very, very quickly. You've only got a second. So uh, it's between Double N, Isolt, and Andrew Flint. Okay? Uh, whoever says the right answer first wins. All right? So be ready to shout out. 33, 27, 29. 33, 27. 29. Well, both Isolt and Andrew are wrong. <laughs> So, <laughs> last one. <laughs> and you're wrong as well. It's 33. God damn it. They said 27, 29. You stayed quiet. And it was actually, oh, double N. Double N. Oh, right. It's 33, the number of finals, right? I'm going to, you're all going to, no, here, I'm going to, I'm going to award a joint gold medal to Andy Mack and Peter yes. P. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you, do you yes, know, I'll take it. Thank you. The rest is get bronze. You get bronze, right? Thank you very much, guys, for another cracking show. Of course, folks, we'll be back next week with uh, an expose on, uh, well, uh, even more information, of course, from uh, Papa, Papa Masata Diak. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to go out right now and start off a new week because remember, no matter what no matter what is going on uh, things will always improve and get better Andy Max thank you very much for your time in the studio tonight thank you nice to be back it is very very good so folks as we walk out in the street we'll just say that uh, even though we might think that things are bad things are impossible they're actually not and uh, if you listen to this next song you'll understand just why okay so have a great week take care of yourselves and each other this is James Arthur and Impossible Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I remember years ago, someone told me I should take caution when it comes to love. I did. 
And you were strong and I was not my illusion, my mistake I was careless, I forgot I did And now, when all is done, there is nothing to say You have gone up so effortlessly You have won, you can go ahead, tell them Tell them all I know 